The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, Anne Graham Lotz shares her personal experiences with the constant companionship of the Holy Spirit. So what I've been through in the last four years, a lot of it has been a, a breaking time and a deepening time and um, a difficult time. And I don't want to make light of that because anybody who's gone through these things, whether it's cancer or death or, you know, some of these other uh, life-changing events, uh, it can be a child or it can be our ourselves, but, but you know the pain that's involved. So I don't dwell there. So you don't know me, it's okay, I love you. I'm James Robinson, this is Betty, she loves me, I love her. Mm -hmm. And we love our guests, and we love the family. This is uh, one of Billy Graham's children. Billy, we love you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for loving me. I know you're watching. Proud of your kids, and we got one of them here. <laughs> Real blessing, her name is Ann Graham Lotz. She's written a lot of great books. She came here when she kind of launched her revival tour that was fabulous. And many of you are here because she impacted your life in this studio and you're watching. Here's a book that's just coming out, Jesus in Me. Well, this is what she's come to talk about. And Ann has said goodbye to a husband in the last few years. And she said hello to cancer. But she has a constant companion. I want you to welcome Ann Graham Locks to life today. Ann, I love you. And I, I said to you privately, the glory and glow of God's on you. I don't. I don't think you've ever looked more radiant. Tell us how in the world do you say goodbye to a husband who even left in such a way that sometimes you thought maybe I wasn't quick enough, but you were, but you knew he was fighting a disease and it was tough. And then after he's gone, then you get an intruder. How in heaven's name, how do you handle that? You know, one day at a time, James, and one step at a time. And uh, when I found my husband, I found him unresponsive in our pool and um, had to wait for EMS to take him. And then two days later, we took him off of life support and he went to heaven. And, and at that moment, the Lord gave me such peace, just incredible. And he carried me through it, all the planning that you have to do and all the, you know, everybody who's lost somebody knows all the, it's not easy, it's, you know. And, um, but the Lord just, but, but after that, the Lord put this um, on my heart because he was so present with me and the Holy Spirit was someone we were talking earlier. I, I wasn't, I was raised in a committed Christian home, raised in the church. I was in church every Sunday, really never heard that much about the Holy Spirit. He was like the Holy Ghost, you know, baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, or at the benediction, you know, they'd say the benediction in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, but I didn't know about the Holy Spirit. And so uh, it wasn't until I was actually teaching and I was in the Gospel of John and chapter 14, Jesus said, I'm going to send you another, meaning somebody exact, I'm, I'm a comforter, I'm going to send you another one. And he said, it's better 
for you if I go away, because if I go away, then I'm going to send, ask the Father to send you the Holy Spirit. And I thought, wait a minute, how could it be better for me if Jesus went away? What could be better than having Jesus with you? But he was saying it would be better to have the Holy Spirit who would come in you. And so that just opened up the sort of the world of the Holy Spirit to me. And then, you know, you can know it in your head and you can be taught it and I could teach it. But when I found my husband, and then went through three years, and then my husband, my daddy moved suddenly to heaven, and, and both of them left without saying goodbye, which is such a hard thing because you don't have closure. You just sure. wish sure. you could say, I love you one more time, or thank you one more time. And he or, didn't know now was the time I got to say yeah, goodbye. Exactly. No, yeah. exactly. And um, and then six months after daddy went to heaven, then I was diagnosed with cancer. But but I had immediately when I was diagnosed, the the immediate sense that, that this was an assignment from God, that, that this was my new ministry assignment. And I say all of that because because I, while I was going through my aftermath of my husband's home going and then my father and then my diagnosis, I was writing this book. Yeah. So my focus the, and the Holy Spirit, you know, who's so sovereign and he knew what I'd be going through, but he just is like he put his hands on my face and just drew my attention right down to the one who is my constant companion. And, and he has been. Sometimes I don't see him at the moment or I'm not aware of him at the moment, but I'll look back and I think, oh my goodness, you know, he was right there and comforting, helping, guiding through this whole experience. There, I mean, there have been tears, and you know I would be less than honest if I said there weren't tears, and moments when you feel lonely. But I know I'm not alone, and I've never lost my joy. I've never lost my peace. I've not been afraid. Even with this, the only time I was unsettled with cancer was when I thought I was with the wrong surgeon or the wrong doctors. And not that they were wrong, but they were wrong for me. And, see, and then God, the, Lord just, the Holy Spirit directs you with discernment that's oftentimes exactly right. that this is not best. Yeah, that's ex and he did. I mean, he kept me up sure. all night one night. Sure. And, I, and finally I said, why am I so unsettled? And it just came to me, I was with the wrong doctors. You know, there then, you go. Then I was sort of panicked because I was facing a life-threatening disease and where do I go? And within six hours of my understanding that I was with the wrong people, he, he led me to the right doctors in the right place. And um, so This is the Holy Spirit exactly that you're writing about in the most unbelievable fashion. Yes. I mean, you've broken it out in the mm -hmm. most literally supernatural outline, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Oh. I mean, God just gifted you, and I know how diligent you were to work. Yes. But the thing is, as you were writing, you were experiencing. Yes, just exactly. like when you talk about when, when you've had the losses, when we lost yeah. a daughter, yeah. And we do believe, and you know people were praying for you as yeah. we did when you, your husband was fighting yeah. diabetes. Yeah, we, right. we, and we knew when we heard what happened, yeah. so we're praying. Yeah. That There's a comfort yeah. there, but there's a personal comfort mm -hmm. that the Lord had his arms around us. Yeah. And I can already tell he's got you up close. And then when you're going through these decisions, that yeah. same Holy Spirit, right. another one like yeah. me that's yeah, in you, that's Jesus right. said, yeah. he was giving you not only comfort, but discernment. That's exactly and he right. wants to do it for everybody. Yes. You know, I talked yeah. to your dad a like, you know, Baptists, we didn't talk about the Holy Spirit a lot. <laughs> and you, you had probably no, Presbyterian. So, yeah, yeah, so we, you know, we don't talk about all this. If you talk about the Holy Spirit, you, you're Pentecostal. You know, you know, you just bounce. It's an off the wall. And a lot of them do sometimes. They'll, they'll tell you that. We get a little carried away. We run right by heaven. We're so happy. But here, here, here's the thing. We, we, we really did experience something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I can remember scolding your daddy and saying, you know, Billy, you just have everybody on your platform and you everybody, and you just ought to be more careful. I'm being this big Bible Baptist guy, good, big, <laughs> straighten out my Baptist brother. And he said, do you know these people you tell me to avoid? Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't know. Yeah. 
He said, I do. Mm-hmm. And he said, I see Jesus in them. Oh, uh-huh. And I want to say thank you, Billy. Mm-hmm. Let, me tell you, let me tell you something. I love you so much. I really believe if we don't, if we're not willing to see Jesus and see him in them, we may miss him completely. And they may miss something in us that we share. He has brought us together with a great love. I'm seeing more Christians lifted by the Holy Spirit, wisdom and grace and love above those barriers, those walls that we foolishly built, the tribal mentality that has hindered the family. And I'm watching us be lifted up into the presence of God. And you're a big part of inspiring that. Even as you're talking right here, you're experiencing the reality. What somebody may have said, we defend this as our Pentecostal faith. No, we want the all, the power of Pentecost. That's the real key. Not defending what we believe, but expressing the power of the person that lives in us. That's what you started experiencing and expressing right here. And it's for the whole church. It's for all of us. It's for every single person. I would like to make something clear. When you talk about seeing Jesus in you or Jesus in you, he actually, um, he's not in everybody. And I know that you know that. But when I was a little girl, I was watching a, a film of Jesus on TV and it came to the scene of the crucifixion. And I felt very convicted of my sin and told God I was sorry. And I asked him to forgive me and come into my heart. And so I, I invited Jesus to come into my heart. Now, I didn't know as a little girl that Jesus is in heaven in a man's body. He couldn't possibly come into my heart. He came into me in the person of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So I think it's important that we nail down that we need to establish a relationship with the Holy Spirit through faith in Jesus, that, that when we put our faith in Jesus at the cross, we confess our sin, we're willing to turn away from it, we humble ourselves and ask him to forgive us, to come into our hearts. Then he comes in in the person of the Holy Spirit. So then we want to let the Holy Spirit take over inside, you know, so that he just fills our lives. And as he fills our lives, then I think other people can begin to see Jesus in me. And what they're seeing is the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is Jesus in me. And the interesting thing, James, is that I think sometimes he, not sometimes, he uses pressure and pain and disasters and suffering and and brokenness. And, And that just, if we allow him, that just, you know, it's like the clay in the potter's hand. It just makes us more pliable. And then he shapes us into who he wants to be, wants us to be. And then he, his glory comes through. So, so what I've been through in the last four years, a lot of it has been a, a breaking time and a deepening time and um, a difficult time. And I don't want to make light of that because anybody who's gone through these things, whether it's cancer or death or, you know, some of these other uh, life-changing events, uh, it can be a child or it can be ourselves, but but you know the pain that's involved, so I don't dwell there. Pain and pressure. Yes, and you just want to look up and say, God, all right, here I am, you know, and I'm willing for you to take my life and use me in whatever way you choose. And, And as I allow him to take over and to fill my life, then I would pray you or my children or my grandchildren can say, I see Jesus in her. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, all those times in our life, whether whether like loss of a loved one yeah. or any kind of tragedy yeah. in our life, the heart heartache, heartbreak, mm-hmm. they become those yeah. precious yes. moments yes, in do. our life yeah. that we grow yes. closer yes. To, to God. Yeah. And you look back and that's what you remember. It's yeah. not the hardship. That's right. It's the precious presence of, that's right. of Jesus and the Holy and Spirit. And we see his joy. Yes, that's yeah. right. Well, you know, Philip Yancey and Paul Brand wrote about uh, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made, and Paul Brand spent his life as one of the most gifted doctors in the world working with lepers in hidden places. 
And the leprosy is dangerous because they lose the sense of pain. Mm -hmm. They can actually wear their fingers off and never know it. Mm -hmm. They don't feel anything. Mm -hmm. And pain and pressure you were talking about, I wish you, I really want you to hear this because a lot of times uh, we don't, we don't really like to associate God with that. But God is the master potter and we're to be yielded clay in the master's hand. And he is shaping, shaping is conforming us to Christ. When the master's hands are shaping, there's pressure involved. Right. And sometimes that pressure is painful. And here's what people wonder. Would that come from the devil or to come from God? Well, if the clay is in God's hand and yielded to God, <laughs> then the pressure is either filtered through the fingers of God for a divine and heavenly purpose, or it is from the fingers of God. But the potter's the source. And what is he seeking to do? shape Christ in us because he's in us and he's shaping us so that the radiance comes out. And there's more of it on you. And I've known you a long time. We've been friends. We've kind of been family too. But the glory of God is on you and your daughter. It's just, it's greater than I've ever seen it. And I'm watching, I'm watching it on Franklin and I see it on Ruth. And and now we're seeing it all the way down impacting the grandchildren. This, this, this is Holy Spirit power, but here's what you've done. This is your gift. You are pinning so much truth about what you're experiencing. And boy, you talk about going through pressure and shaping process, but it is, it's working. Christ is being shaped in you to where he shines. And what I hear you in me share is Jesus in me, the Holy Spirit's in me. This is Jesus. He's here. Right. I mean, he right. wasn't just there and gone yeah. and coming back. That's he's here exactly and he's coming right. back yeah. in glory yeah. for us adoring yeah. in his glory. Yeah, that's and that's right. the work of the Holy yeah. Spirit. Yeah. So would you say that if you people read this book mm-hmm. and they're reading it, what are you praying? And boy, you poured a lot into this. Mm-hmm. And I may, we're going to do another program. I may read you some of the just little outline. This is a classic outline. This is an outline every preacher will want to write it out because you'll probably break it into about maybe five or six weeks of preaching. You'll take three of these thoughts. They're great. And you'll preach them. It's that good. But when they read, what is in your heart you're praying will happen in their life? I want them to experience the constant companionship of the Holy Spirit. I want them to be drawn into a personal relationship with God through faith in Jesus, but it's one that the Holy Spirit develops within us. It's the Holy Spirit who quickens us, who guides us, who shapes us, as you've just described. And the Holy Spirit is, um, you know, sometimes we treat him like an optional extra as, you know, he's just, you know, you have the Father, Son, and sort of the P.S. of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is not, he's a divine necessity. And and he is available, he, he lives within us. And as we release our lives to him and let him take over, then it doesn't make the Christian life easy. The Christian life will never be easy, but it works. Mm-hmm. And there's joy, there's peace, there's blessing, there's hope, there's a sense of purpose. And so the, the relationship that God is offering us is not a denomination, an organization, a tradition, um, you know, rituals. Uh, it's, it's a personal relationship with himself. When we place our faith in Jesus at the cross, we invite him to come in. He comes in in the person of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, you can't be more intimate than that no. for the Holy Spirit to be within me. So, and the Holy Spirit is Jesus. He's another mm-hmm. Jesus. So I don't mean to, no. I don't want to get heretical he, here, but you know. he's another of the yes. same kind. This yeah, is me. Exactly. Yeah. So he, he's um, just as Jesus was the exact representation of God. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit is the exact representation of Jesus with the same mind, will, emotions, but he's within me. Mm-hmm. He's Jesus. He's the invisible Jesus, Jesus without skin inside of me. Yeah. 
and, and I have experienced his presence, his love, and that's maybe something for the next program, but, but the Holy Spirit loves you. You talk about loving the world and loving these people, and the, that's the Holy Spirit through you. Unconditional love. The Holy love. Spirit loves people. He loves you and he loves me. Um, I want to just say to our viewers, he is going to do another program with us, but I want you to just please hear this. You, you were talking about the Holy Spirit came in, like Christian, but I didn't understand about it. The Holy Spirit at salvation becomes resident. Mm -hmm. But see, Jesus said to the disciples, because he had earlier said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Well, they did. But then he said, I want you to tarry until you're endued from power from on high. I want, and this is breaking it down into just actually what takes place. I want the resident Holy Spirit to become president Holy Spirit. I want the one inside to get in every room, every area of your life, in fullness until it overflows. Right. He says, be filled continually yeah. to overflowing. That's Doesn't right. mean go back next week and get filled up again. Yeah, Drain right. her out and go back. Yeah. He says, be continually yeah. filled. Yeah. That's what she's yeah. talking about here. Yeah. It's the way God wants us to, we can't live that way. Now, now there's a lot of intermittent yeah. and we know that mm -hmm. and he'll pick us right back. But just remember this, yeah. it's his will for his power to so fill us that it overflows. The amazing Holy Spirit she's talking about. Don't you appreciate Ann Graham Lotz? Don't you appreciate the gift God's given us and she shares? I'm telling you, this is good stuff. Listen to it. It's online. You don't want to, hey, hey, listen, uh, thanks to Mr. Amazon, he can have it to you tomorrow, okay? You don't need money. See, Bezos doesn't understand this, but the greatest gift is servanthood, and he has served a lot of people well, okay? He delivers. And you know something, Mr. Bezos? I'd love to get God's arms around you because you sure have helped a lot of folks. I hope you realize who it is and how much he loves you. That's right. And the gift he gave you has blessed a lot of people. Mm -hmm. This is great, folks, in the bookstores. And you know that, uh, well, you may not know, but we gave Franklin probably the first big check he ever got when he took over oh, Samaritan's Purse. Okay. And we had him over in a studio. The lights were so close they were burning <laughs> our air. But we just started daily television and brought him in, just loving him. And, you know, we've kind of been around the world with him. And mm -hmm. the missions is so beautiful. And I mean, even I'm watching Samaritan's Purse when a hurricane hits. Yeah. Franklin, hey, one of the Graham family members, Franklin, sure love you, buddy. I, your dad commissioned me to win you to Christ, didn't get you. <laughs> but he told me when God got you, sure love you. Love the whole family. Thanks for what you're doing for the, the poor. I'm telling you, when we saw the hungry and the thirsty, and realize what love could do. And we told our viewers they wanted to do it. Yeah, sure. And I think it's beautiful. So here's what I want to ask you to do right now. I want you to look in. Now listen to me. We talked about losing a daughter. Listen to how many children this precious mother lost. And listen to me. If you could have come to our home and saved our Robin, no question you'd have come. You'd have said here. I'm telling you. You listen to me. You're the miracle somebody's praying for right now. And you're the perfect cure because of the love in you. Watch closely. Mandalina is weary. For years, she has battled an enemy that thrives in the environment she calls home. Despite her most desperate efforts to protect them, five of her children have lost their lives. 
Apa muda hati-hati tangguh aja, bunjala, bunjuk aja ibui. Epene, bunjala cuma jasalah memandu aku fisa. Basalah pomo jogo belangu, nuka baka eluhayene. Daliaga loko bela, palo wamwele, bunjo. Bamaalen dereko koki mangunge. The most recent victim in her home was her four-year-old daughter, a dearly loved girl whose greatest joy was helping her mother. Mandalina clings to those memories, even as her grief threatens to overtake her. In the face of such a relentless enemy, Mandalina continues to fight, all the while caring for her children who have fallen ill because of malnutrition again and again and again. This shadow of death has loomed over Mandalina's family and so many others like them for far too long. With your help, we can provide a daily bowl of food for all the children in Mandalina's village. The darkness can be rolled away, and a bright future can be revealed. That wasn't an exaggeration, Betty, what the closing statements were there, that we can provide a meal for everybody in that village. We can feed all of them. We, what, what happens in your heart when you see a mother that's lost five and now has another, and you realize that our viewers, if we just join together, can save all those children in that village and stop that cycle. Wow, as I listen to that sweet mother, I, I know what it's like to lose a child. We know what it's like. It's like someone coming and physically ripping out your heart, robbing you of a joy and a, and a blessing that God gave both of us. But I can't even imagine five times. That's unspeakable. And that's happening all the time. We can stop it together if we join together. We can make a difference. We can save the lives of these children from starving to death because they have nothing to eat. Their mother has nothing to offer them. And the heartache that she goes through because she can't help them. But we can. So please join, join with us, will you? I'm going to ask every one of you watching right now to please join us. We've saved millions of lives. It's not an exaggeration. And by the way, we save them and get them stable and show them how to live. And we help them in school. Because once they're stabilized in an area, we start school feeding. And the World Food Program adopted what we were doing for the whole world, the school feeding. Because you see, love will change everything. And, I, and I'm just simply telling you that this cycle of transformation begins with the love of God expressing and flowing freely through us. This is just one way. If you would reach out today and Sam will be an answer to mother's prayers, I'm going to be their miracle. We can feed three, five, or 10 children for the next months with 30, 50, or $100. That's not total child care. That's life-saving nourishment, especially balanced for the particular need in that area. You help build food factories to create such an effective food, the UN and the World Food Bank ask us to do it for them. 
We can't. We don't have that kind of resource. The point is, this is what you're doing. Would you right now go online or dial that phone number that's paid for by love as a counseling, which we're going to pray with 1,000 to 1,500 people every day, paid for by love. Would you dial that number or go online and take your bank card and use it like a check? Could you give $100 and feed 10 children? Please do that if you can. If you can give 1,000, feed 100, do it. Surely you could feed three. What if three of those five children have been saved by someone like you? There's a level at which you can help. We have some gifts to send you to say thank you. Would you please give the greatest gift? Life and love. Please right now do it. Thank you. Mission Feeding began with a promise to be there in times of crisis for thousands of hurting and hungry children in their time of need. Now more than ever, we need your help to save lives by feeding and caring for children across the continent of Africa. With food reserves gone and many areas experiencing severe famine, we urgently need to replenish our supplies to reach the 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your gift of love can be the miracle answer to a desperate mother's prayer. Call now with your life-saving gift of 30, 50, or $100 that will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for three full months. With your gift, we'll send you the Altered Worship CD by Anthony Evans. This powerful full-length album includes unique versions of some of today's most cherished worship songs that are sure to uplift and inspire you. With your gift of $100 or more, please request a filled with faith and joy travel mug set. These 12 ounce mugs are crafted with large handles, double layered insulation, and vacuum sealed lids to prevent spills. Each mug includes a message to remind you of God's blessings and faithfulness. Finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed and care for 100 children, be sure to request our commemorative bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. I know you're going to be blessed by Anthony's incredible CD and the, the beautiful Faith and Joy mugs. But if you'll reach out and say, James, we're going to help those children, would you mind sending us Ann's book? Yes, I will. We'll send it to say thank you for expressing the love of God that the Holy Spirit inspires us to share. And we'll send it to you. It'll bless you, and I think you'll pass it on. You can get it online or in the bookstores. But I think Anne will rejoice with us. You help us feed these kids and give them a future, we'll be glad to send you the book. Would you join us saying thanks to Anne Graham Lott? Will you talk about the Holy Spirit in another program? All right. Thank you so much for watching. Tell everybody, watch life today, share life today, every day.
you know, I was raised in a committed Christian home. We, we loved Jesus, obeyed Jesus, served Jesus, told people about Jesus, but I didn't know about the Holy Spirit. Tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.